from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 164, A Conversation with Mark Wade. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm John. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, we are very fortunate to be speaking to uh, a very talented writer, long time in the, in the business, and uh, I'm going to gush for a second. I warned, warned him that I would do this. Um, my actually current favorite writer in comics, uh, been a longtime fan, uh, Mr. Mark Wade. Thank you very much for coming on the show. My pleasure. My pleasure. Are you done gushing? Or? I am done gushing, yes. I'm not, I'm not sure you're done gushing, but... <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we have not... We, we've done an episode of our top five favorite artists. Uh, we have not yet done our top five favorite writers. I can tell you for... Not to spoil anything for our listeners, but <laughs> I can tell you for a fact that you are legitimately... I'm not just saying this because you're on the show. You are legitimately my number one on my list, so... Excellent. All right, all right, cool. All right, that's you know what that'll probably get me through a long, lonely night of, of <laughs> you know that and, that and a, you know a couple of fingers of scotch and I'll be okay. All right, terrific. There you go. So, um, so we wanted to obviously talk to you. One of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show is we we cover Star Wars, we cover GI Joe, we cover all these '80s properties that we kind of grew up with, and. Uh, one of the things that uh, is we want to talk to you about is the the Leia miniseries you did. Before we get into that, 2015 was a very busy year for you. Um, yes, it was. <laughs> a lot of different titles. Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask you about was, because um, they they were so different from each other. I mean, you worked on Leia, you worked on Insufferable, worked on Avengers, worked on uh, Archie, um, amongst probably 10 other things I'm forgetting about. Um, do you like having different genres to work on at the same time or do you or does it make it easier to keep story plots together or or is it more fun for you when you're you're in the same genre of- no it actually i actually like being able to change it my change it my pitch i mean here an example is that 
today I was supposed to be working on Archie stuff, but I just I, I woke up sort of feeling punky and not you know I kind of maybe a little convention crud hangover or whatever, and so I wasn't really feeling the funny today. So instead, I sort of doubled up on Avengers and and tackled that, which was actually something I was going to tackle over the weekend. So okay. you know I, I like the like I said I like to be able to switch up. It, okay. it does make things it, it's a little bit complicated sometimes, only in that. That means I'm feeding several different artists at once, but I, I I do like to switch up. Yeah, very nice, John. If you wanted to get into some of the other topics, we sure uh, absolutely. So, so Mark, again, we really appreciate you coming on board with us sure. tonight, and and you know, we we know we wanted to talk a bit about Princess Leia, just to let you know. Uh, I actually picked up the trade this past weekend and read it. Really enjoyed it, and thank you. Was kind of curious. Uh, you got a few years on me, and. A belated happy birthday, by the way. I know you. Thank you. Uh, last few days, but can you talk a little about your experience uh, as a as a teen, or the, you know, kind of your original experience with Star Wars when it came out sure. in seventy seven? Sure, I will. I will gladly tell the story because I get to be the hero in it. So, <laughs> so it's not. It's summer of nineteen seventy eight. Um, getting into fall. Remember, not you know, back in the seventies and early eighties, movies didn't necessarily open universally everywhere the same Friday, right? Sometimes it would sure. kind of be a staggered rollout. So in Virginia, where I was living, Richmond, Virginia, where I was living at the time, you know, I think the, the movie sort of came to the theaters in the in the fall, because I remember I was with my school friends and everybody, you know, somebody had just gotten a somebody had just gotten their driver's license. It wasn't me. And it was like, all right, well great. And then we're gonna all hang out on Saturday night. We're all gonna go to the movies and and there's two movies to choose from and and which one should we see? And they wanted to see some other movie uh that, that they had heard about was going to be good. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to I override everyone's decision. You have to see this movie that is the voice of a generation that will change your life and it is going to – I've looked forward to this for months and months, and that movie is going to be awesome, and we have to see that movie. And just by sheer force of will, I got everybody in my group to change their mind, and we went to the multiplex, and we saw the movie You Light Up My Life starring <laughs> – and when it was all over with – I I kind of looked around the theater and everybody had just left me there. They, I think I had to call my mom to get me a ride home, <laughs> so I didn't show my face for the ne- the good you know the 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 you know the, the, the saving grace is that the next weekend of course then we saw Star Wars and <laughs> everything was okay after that. But yeah, yeah, that was my that's my Star Wars story and. And like everybody at that time, I saw it, you know, like a, like a half a dozen times, you know, in the in the first release, and then I saw it every opportunity I had, and it was. I know this is sort of trite to say, and it also borders on making me sound like a really old man, but it really is true. Unless you were there in the theater seeing it there for the first time, you'll never understand what it was like to see that star destroyer just come across the screen and keep coming and keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. coming. We've never, no one had ever seen anything like that in a movie theater before. Agreed. Well, I I can can happily say not only, uh, not only did I see it in the theater and do that, but I'm also, I'm actually in Richmond now. It's where I live. So. Oh really? Okay. Uh, Yeah. I'm the, uh, and I'm the talent liaison for the Virginia Con, so I know I'll be talking to you, if not you know before, sometime in October when the show's exactly. coming around. So it was the, yeah, it was the Cloverfield Mall. That was where we yes, saw. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I and I've told the story is real very short um, version of it, but I've told this the story is 
Um, I thought the memories I had of seeing uh, of seeing a Star Wars movie were f- that I still could remember. I thought were from Empire Strikes Back, but I've confirmed recently with my dad that no, those memories you have. That's when I took you to go see Star Wars, and he wow. said your mouth. He just dropped and he said, and you didn't say anything. It was your first movie I ever took you to the movie theater to go see as a kid. And he said, I knew from that moment on you were a fan. That's great. Yeah. So I do agree The unless you had that experience, unfortunately, and I don't mean to sound like an old man, just like yourself, but uh, in saying this, but yeah, unless you experience that, it's, it's almost a religion at that point. Yep. 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 Um, so tied into that, have you had a chance to see the new movie and what did you think of it? I thought it was a blast. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, my my girlfriend, uh, Christy, who actually co-owns the comic store out here with me that I own, Oh Yeah Comics, 107 North High Street, Muncie, Indiana, come by and say hello. Um, <laughs> they, we, you know, she's, she, she's an even bigger Star Wars fan than I am. She is, Star Wars is her Superman in terms of, you know, what we both worship. And so we were, of course, there on, you know, on preview night and we were, you know, had our eyes glued to the screen. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I understand that some people were a little taken aback because it felt very familiar and and it was very much, there were parts of it that were very much an echo to A New Hope and and the sense that A New Hope, Star Wars, that's what I'm calling it. You can call it. Yes, yes. Absolutely. We agree um, with that, <laughs> and I and I understand the. I also understand the criticism that there there wasn't a whole lot of of brand new stuff there in terms of 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 things we've never ever seen before. But that said, as somebody who has sort of made his living in comics, sort of reinventing IPs, you know, reinventing old properties and yeah. like from Archie and Superman and Fantastic Four or whatever, like taking the taking the stuff and sort of polishing up, polishing it up and sort of setting it up, uh, you know, for the next round of, of, uh, of stories. I can tell you that your first job when you take something like that is to get back to basics. Like yeah. you, you go back to ground first and you sort of, and, and what was the first line of the movie, right? The first line of the movie was, um, it was this will start to make everything all right or whatever it was. It was something like that, yeah. right? It was, um, and that was the message. That was the message to fans who felt a little burned by the, by the prequels, which mm-hmm. is look, it's, we know that there's work to be done here and there is trust to be earned. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to, we're going to earn it one scene at a time and not feel, you know, so, so like I said, it's, you know, I I thought it was great. I don't know what your guys' take on it was, although I'm, my educated guess is that you guys liked it too. Yes, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Felt exactly the same way as you do. I, and I've told many people if you, um, if if I go see episode eight and it's a lot of a carbon copy of Empire Strikes Back, okay, now I might have an issue with it. Right, right. <laughs> but, I, but I don't think that'll be the case. No. I really think that the formula for for reinventing properties like that is to like I said, to get back to basics right. first and reestablish the trust that was sort of lost with the prequels. Yes. And go from there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. When it came to Mark, when it came to the Leia title, so you know, you talked about going back to basics. Yeah. How how did that process work in terms of you know, were you approached about about writing for Leia, or you know, how did that project come together for you? Yeah, Marvel Marvel editor Jordan Gorfinkel, who is the liaison with uh, Lucasfilms there at Marvel and the Marvel editor, he asked me if I would write Leia 
we had no nugget of an idea. We had no real pitch. Uh, but I thought about it, and I, you know, it's given that at that point the entirety of of all of that, you know, episodes one through six was was available to us in terms of where we wanted to fit in. I went back to Star Wars and thought, well, that's the part that interests me is the idea that for understandable reasons, because time is, you know, time is fleeting and there's not a whole lot of room to service every character in every movie. We got to see the direct destruction of Alderaan, but we never really got to see her coping with it. We never got to see her dealing with it. Um, and obviously she's not going to break down on and cry and fall to her knees because that's not her. Right. Right. But, and I also understand why that's the ground that Lucas didn't cover in that first film, but that left me some opportunity there. I, found, I thought that was really interesting, the idea that now she is the princess of nothing. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? What is it, especially for someone like her, who I assume, you know, always having been royalty, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the idea that she has a huge um, feeling. She clearly is a very responsible woman. She's clearly very loyal and responsible to her people. And so what does that mean to suddenly not have uh, you know that that you know that ruling class. Not those people who are looking up to you and 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 who are you responsible to at that point? That's a very long answer to your question. No, that's, that's good. That's no, kind no, of where it came from yeah. And and kind of uh, you know you said you that's the time period you wanted to take a, a look at and everything else. I know I've I've heard you mention kind of on some other interviews and everything else that you kind of related a lot of Leia to a favorite character of yours. Um, in that being Superman, of them being the last survivor of, of their planet and everything else. So was that something that helped you gravitate towards this character? Or? I think so. I don't know that it was, I don't know if that was immediately a, a conscious decision, but it's pretty obvious and you know in retrospect after a couple of days of thinking about it, if that was you know destroyed planet, sole survivor, uh, you know superhero after that in a sense. you know what does that what does that make you? How does that transform you? So that was to some degree that was ground I'd already given a lot of thought to in terms of Superman, but I can again I the way they dealt with it was I think a little more interesting. I mean Superman didn't have any conscious memory of his planet. He didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, he it was it, if anything, it was more akin to Supergirl. Okay. In this, you know, in the sense that you know, Supergirl's shtick is that she was already a teenager by the time Krypton was destroyed, and so she has memories of what that's like. Gotcha. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we we both read the the, the, the Leia book, and we're curious. Um, the the female character that you created is it Evan? Evan? How are we supposed to pronounce her name? I in my head, I say Avon. But okay. it is, you know, it's kind of dealer's choice. You know, the guy who created, you know, the guy who created the GIF lost, you know, lost custody of the fact that it's called GIF and everybody just calls it a GIF. GIF, right. So, <laughs> so, well, so yeah, it's Yvonne. And actually, okay. and, and, and really that, that was, and I cannot credit her enough. I mean, that was a big part of the brainstorming with, with Christy, my girlfriend, because again, she's a. You know, a writer herself, and also a huge fan of the of the franchise, and she knew the the minutia of the Star Wars universe like I know the minutia of the DC universe. Gotcha. So that was you know that that sort of grew out of that discussions with her is that what would be a good foil for Leia? Who would be a good you know a good person for her to bounce off of? I wanted somebody who saw Leia 
sort of somewhat contemptuously at first, and then and then somebody who who Leia had to earn her trust. Um, and I and I was also important for me to make it a female. As a matter of fact, if you go back and look at that book, you know every decision I every chance I had to choose a character, I chose a female because yeah. there's no reason why that degree of representation shouldn't be there. Yeah. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't necessarily a, like, I didn't sit down on page one, panel one and go, I'm going to do all females. It was just one of those things where as I went with it, I realized, okay, this is the way it's falling. Let's keep pushing in that direction now that we've sort of established a pattern. Gotcha. Yeah. And she was, a. I mean, really, uh, you really did breathe a lot of life into that character. I mean, for a character that you know, just didn't even exist before. Like I was gravitating towards her much like in the new movie, I was gravitating towards the Ray character. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was fantastic. This was a very strong, another strong female character that was actually at odds with another strong female character. Yeah. Because yeah. her and Leia did not see eye to eye in this story, at least no. for a while. So it was, like I said, it was really important for me to have somebody who looked at princess Leia the way that, Anybody would normally look at somebody who called themselves princess, yeah. you know, um, and have and give Leia then somebody to push back against. But it, no, I'm I'm, pla- I'm I'm pleased with the way that character came together. I cannot, and I know I'm probably presaging one of your questions, but I cannot also extol the virtues of Terry and Rachel Dodson enough. Yeah. Sure, uh, you know they were the artists on this, uh, and they just. Again, everything I imagine, they they made it a million times better looking, and they imbued the characters, especially Yvonne, with such personality that they really felt real to me, which is terrific. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one other interesting, knowing the the minutia of all the characters, uh, like like I do, I I am so in depth into Star Wars, it's a little scary sometimes. Um, it's nice when 99% of your friends on Facebook think of you as the Star Wars guy. Right, so. right. <laughs> um, so chronologically, you got to introduce a character in the story that fans knew of from Return of the Jedi, which was Nia Nub. Yeah. Uh, did you select that character? Was that kind of presented to you? Like, how did that come into the story? I, I, my memory is that that was Christy. That was Christy's suggestion because we needed someone at that point. And we love Nia Nub. I love the, you know, again, whenever we could touch on existing technology, but it would have come before or after, we were good there. So, Very cool. Yeah, I was very excited when I was like, I was like, oh, so this is how the character is introduced to this world. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and I think you fleshed them out a little bit more, too. So that was was cool. So, So, Mark, speaking of that, you know, you talked about, you know, working with Christy or bouncing ideas off of her and developing, you know, this, this Leia series at a minimum. You know, any plans on a further adventures in the Star Wars universe for you, or anything, anything along those lines? Uh, in no, sight? No, imme- no immediate plans. The the opportunity the opportunity has been offered. The the option was, uh, you know, is out there for me, which is very nice. The door is open. But I right now I'm just so swamped with other stuff that I want to be able to do it right. You know, so I want to. I want to be. I, I don't want it to be just another assignment among three or four. I want to be able to take time and do it right. Gotcha. Okay. Now that leads into uh, a question. I'm sure you're asked often, but every time it's it's probably it could be a new answer. Who knows? Um, you've written so many for so many characters, so many different properties, and and everything else. 
Are there any characters licensed or otherwise that you still would love to have that's still like on the bucket list? The one is there still ones that you would like to write that you haven't yeah. had the opportunity to? Yeah, you know who's on the bucket list is uh, Adam Strange. Or rather, uh, well, there's two Adam Strange and DC. <laughs> that's one. Um, and then the and then the Lone Ranger actually is oh. on. One. Oh wow! I, yeah. I've I've never been able to take a crack, and I did you know Green Hornet, and I I would love to, I wouldn't wouldn't mind taking a shot at the Shadow at some point down the road, but that's not super important to me. But the Lone Ranger, I I think that would be a lot of fun to do. Very cool. I'd, I'd love to read that. <laughs> Um, very cool. Um, and then did want to touch, you, you mentioned, uh, working, uh, on, you know, with, with your artist Dodson on, on the, on the book and everything else was, uh, I know that those relationships can be different depending on the, the two creators. Like what were you guys doing any plotting together or, uh, you know, like how, how involved was he in, in the story and everything? I, not, not terrifically, although I'm sure he would have been if, it, if there had been, I, if there had been opportunity with something like this, I, I, let me ref, let me back up. If it's a, if it's an, an assignment that's a little more casual, like something I'm doing at Marvel, or if it's Archie or something, it's I like to talk to the artist more about the stuff and sort of bounce things back and forth. But because these scripts obviously had to go through a special approval process through through Lucasfilm, uh, it just felt. Like it was more expedient and a and a better fit altogether in terms of making sure we got everything in in a timely manner to just sort of go the way we did, where I would turn in scripts and and the Dodsons would illustrate them. That said, you know the rule is always it's you know collaborative medium. It's it's not my story; it's our story. So, sure. especially I think in issue four, the, there was a lot of elbow room and opportunity where I would say things like, "Look, I'm not trying to stage this for you." Um, you know, here's basically what has to happen and I'll adjust dialogue to fit the art if we need to, but, you know, feel free and, and sort of, okay. you know, run, you know, go nuts with the storytelling. I like doing that as much as we can. There was just not, like I said, because the approval process through Lucasfilms is a little more regimented gotcha. than, a, than a normal comic, then it, we didn't really have that flexibility. Okay. And I guess that might be one last question before we get into the, the firing range stuff here, uh, unless John has something else you'd like to ask. But was there anything that you wanted to do that they kind of pulled you back on and said, yeah, we can't have you do that or we you know, you can't go down that path or anything like that? I think the only thing that they asked me to steer away from was I'd, I'd had um, – gee, I'm trying to remember. There were uh, – no, you know what? I'm blanking. No, because we finally we did get to do that. It was the it was a little bit of a tussle on the uh, the image of Amidala. Okay, just showing up and and whether or not that would sort of strike a chord in Leia on a subconscious level. And we pitched it, and they weren't sure at first, but but we won out on that. And that I think that was the only yeah you know, that was the only real tussle we had. I that they again it was a very easy process. Okay. Very cool. Um, John, did you have anything else you wanted to ask before we jump into the, the firing range quest questions? Well, I, I am curious. You mentioned your store, and I'm a big fan of All Yeah Comics, the comic. Uh, I, I am Thanks. curious, what's it like to, you know, to be in, obviously working with Art and Franco, and, and but being a character named Mark Wade, what's that <laughs> <Right>. like? <laughs> oh, man. Like, working, first off, working with Artie and Franco, those guys are jerks. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. They're just they're they're terrific guys, and it and it, it it you know it flatters me beyond belief to know that I have a 
crab. I believe a crab could be a lobster, but I believe it's a crab um, named Mark Wade in the in the oh, yeah, comics universe. That tickles me to no end. And so uh, it, when Artie came down, uh, it basically we, there's three stores. There's oh, yeah, Skokie, Illinois. There's oh, yeah, Muncie, and there's oh, yeah, Harrison, New York. And so we all obviously you know share the signage and share the the, the basic look of the stores and stuff. So Artie came down to paint in our store and, you know, help us decorate when we set up down here. And I believe over in one of the walls, there is a Mark Wade, a Mark Wade crab somewhere rolling around. Nice. Yeah. Great. <laughs> That's fantastic. We do have uh, our firing range questions, which we, we let Mark know in advance that these were coming. Um, right. But uh, for those that might be new to the show, anytime we have someone on the show, we do like to ask some some quick questions. Uh, you can answer them however you'd like. You can be creative if you wish to. Um, and these are uh, some of them are typical geeky debates. Some of them are debates we've had on the show, and some of them are just uh, either or type questions uh, based on the guests that we have in in, in some of those. Uh, but the idea behind them is uh, go with your gut instinct on whatever the answer you think should be. So John okay. and I will go back and forth on these. There's 10 of them total, and uh, we'll go ahead and get started. Okay, Lithuania. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shakespeare. John Adams. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> I so, I jumped on. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, the very first one we, we typically always ask is the typical geek debate of Star Wars or Star Trek. I, I I I like Star Trek. It's not a knock on Star Trek, but Star Wars. Yes. Okay. R two D two or C three PO. Uh, Bert or Ernie? Huh. Um, <laughs> I R two D two. I I think that the C three PO voice would get pretty grating after a while. No offense. <laughs> um. So when it uh, this is one that the one of the oddball ones that we've had debates on this actual show about uh, when it comes to muffins. Chocolate chip or blueberry? Blueberry. Blueberry. Chocolate chip muffins are an abomination. That is not right. <laughs> that is against nature. That is that is I cannot imagine did your could did your grandmother make you chocolate chip muffins? No, she made you blueberry muffins. How about Betty or Veronica? Uh Betty only because Veronica scares me. So you've had fan favorite runs on both the Flash and Daredevil. So if you had to choose between the characters, is it Flash or Daredevil? Flash. I mean, no offense to Daredevil, but Flash. That's my dream superpower. Okay. Is being, is being able to move at super speed because, and I think most everybody can relate to that because everybody knows what it's like to not have your homework done, right? Everybody knows what it's like to miss the bus. <laughs> so if you can, you know, if if you could, if you could have an entire e everything that is on your to be red pile and do it all in one night wouldn't that be the most awesome thing in the world oh yeah <laughs> well i will tell you flash is my number two superhero of all time of all superheroes so number one being, number one being green lantern so all right fair enough i'll take that okay <laughs> so when it comes to comics mark uh paper or digital paper i i i love digital i am a you know been pushing digital on my end for a long time. I love digital comics, but nothing will ever really replace the tactile sensation of of comics in my hand. Although I have not gotten the iPad Pro yet. Talk okay. to me after. Talk to me after I get the iPad. Pro. <laughs> Very good. Fair enough. Um, this one has been a heated debate many many times. Um, is Chewbacca a sidekick? 
No, no. I think that he has the illusion of having a sidekick because we very rarely see him with his own agenda. He is generally in service to someone else's agenda. But I don't think anybody who is – no, I don't – I don't. No, I don't think he would do something against his will or against his instinct if he were ordered to do so. Okay. I, and I thank you for that answer because that supports my side of it. So. <laughs> yeah, might as well. So this is another one that uh, sometimes has stirred up a bit. A cake or pie? Oh, man, that one's a tough one. That one's a tough one. I <sighs> pie probably there is I there is less chance of screwing up a pie. <laughs> there there's only so many things you can put in a pie, like like not chocolate chip, for instance. Um, <laughs> whereas with cake, there is so much more of an opportunity to to mess it up or to do something like put something delicious looking in front of me and then I bite into it and it's like carrot cake or something, which is not real cake. <laughs> Very nice. Um, so when it comes to knowing that you're, you're well-versed in, in comics and everything else, uh, people always, I'm sure like to know what, what comics are you currently reading and enjoying? I am. That's a good question. I am currently reading and enjoying. I just read a, a book today called, uh, Circuit Breaker, which I love. Oh. It's by uh, artist Kyle Baker. Okay, I, lo- I love that book. Um, I'm reading Harley Quinn from DC. Uh, I'm I'm reading uh, Art Ops from Vertigo. That's a Michael Allred book. Yeah, uh, those are those are some. I'm trying to think what else is is right there on my must read list every day. Here's the thing: since I own a store. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not just saying that just to rub it in again. I'm saying, sure. but since we get, since we get everything, and so on Tuesday night, you know, the books are unpacked, and so it's I, it's it's hard for me to it, it's hard for me to be discriminatory the way it used to be when I was buying comics, right? Because right. I it's not a case of going to the store on Wednesday and buying my favorite comics. Now everything is right there on Tuesday night. And right. I try to flip through at least everything, so right. I, you know, I don't have as concrete an answer as as you might think. No, and and I would imagine again, it's one of those questions I think would change any time you were asked it. So, yeah, exactly. You ask me tomorrow, I'm going to say Saga and Paper right. Girls. You know, right. so right. yeah. So, so, Mark, the, the final question of, in the uh, firing range is this. So if you weren't writing comics and, and weren't involved in, in the All Yes store, what would you be up to? What would you be doing professionally? Uh, I, <laughs> first off, I would I would be in a gutter somewhere probably. But <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I Honestly, when I was a kid, it was either comics or radio broadcasting. It was oh. going to be one of the two. So I suppose there is another world out there somewhere where with a bit more training – uh, I might have ended up being a broadcaster or a voice actor. That might have been the way to go. But I am perfectly happy that, with the decision that I have made and the way Destiny has taken me. Very nice. Well, Mark, thank, that's all of our firing range questions. That's all of our questions. I thank you immensely for coming on the show. Is there anything that you would like to let the listeners know? Anything you want to plug that you know? You, I know you have a lot out there, so I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Well, let's. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm doing Archie comics with an artist named Veronica Fish, who's amazing. So we've been able to we've asked we've been asked to reboot the Archie universe and make it a little more 21st century. So that's going. Uh, we're doing Avengers over at Marvel. I've got 
uh, a book called Strange Fruit through Boom Studios. That's with British J.G. Jones. Uh, I'm doing Black Widow with Chris Somney, who is my Daredevil partner. Uh, I think that's that's the, the the most of it for the time being. There's a few other things out there, but that that's pretty much where you can find it. Very nice. Very nice. Well, again, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, loved being able to hear about uh, your work on, on Leia and finding out some of your very uh, strong feelings when it came to uh, chocolate chip muffins. So, <laughs> guys, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go find that scotch, and then we will talk later. Okay. Sounds fantastic. Cheers. Thank, thank you very you, much. All right. Take care. Take care. Thanks. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Still there, John? I am here. That was a, that was an outstanding thirty minutes or so. I have that to say was, that was fantastic. So so yeah. So any listeners out there, um, just to let you know when we reached out to Mark. You know he's obviously extremely busy um, with all the different books that he's working on, and he was gracious enough when I met him at Baltimore to say, yeah, I'll definitely come on. You know, just reach out to me, and then. We went back and forth for a while, as I mentioned on the show, and and it was, uh, you know, he finally said, you know, what? I I don't want to put this off anymore, uh, you know, just because it's not fair to you uh, or your listeners. Let you know, pick a date in in March, and we will make it happen. So we picked a date, we picked a time, and I was like, well, how much time can we have? And he says, well, unfortunately, I could only you know really give about thirty minutes, uh, if that's okay. And we were like. That's fine. And if we got five minutes with the guy, it would be fantastic. So. <laughs> um, well, it was great. I, you know, I, I, we, we, believe it or not, folks, we prepared for this one because yes. we felt it was important to, to show, uh, show our respects and, yeah. you know, listen to several other podcasts that, uh, that Mark had been on and, yeah. uh, you know, to prepare. And I tell you, it was, I totally could see him doing the radio entertainment. Oh, voice yeah. Over, uh, just, and, and we also, you know, I read to try and prepare. Not only read Princess Leia, but and read the first couple issues of Archie, which is kind of interesting, you know, yeah. to see what he's doing there. And uh, yeah, so no, it was that was that was a lot of fun. Really good. Yeah, at, and at no shocker, since he is my favorite writer, uh, I'm reading everything he mentioned. So <laughs> <laughs> um, because the second I see his names on something, I'm like, I can, I will at least try that. Um, I might not stick with it all the time, but I will at least try it. And I would say 99% of the time I stick with it because, um, because I'm enjoying it. Uh, and the, maybe the one or two times I haven't stuck with it is because maybe the, the, the subject matter itself wasn't something that appealed to me as a reader, but not because the writing wasn't good. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've read the art, I've been reading the Archie, I've been collecting it and, and reading it and really enjoying it. Um, and, uh, you know, part of me was like, well, Archie, I don't know. And then saw Mark Wade was right. And I'm like, okay, I'm picking that up. Um, same thing with, he mentioned Black Widow, uh, with Chris Somney like that, that I picked it up. I wasn't going to get Black Widow again because I got the last series and really enjoyed it. But then I was like, well, the next one might not be so good. So I'm not going to bother getting it. Then I saw Mark Wade on it. Working on it sure. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, you're going to get that one now. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, as you can imagine with, you know, being such a fan, I'm just in shock and awe and, and it was awesome. So, um, I was very happy and I am glad we prepared for it because unlike some of our interviews where we just 
that's very open-ended like we wanted to be prepared for this one because it was like okay we have this much time with them what's the most important questions related to the show that we could possibly ask and i'm glad you got to ask your your uh lobster crab question too so oh yeah that, well, i'm glad you got a plug in for the store because it's uh <laughs> if you ha- if you live in any of those areas you, it, you hit the all yes stores up you know they 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 do it right they really do so yeah. so very cool well, Jen, uh, we'll keep this one nice and short, so this way I can actually get it out there pretty quickly for everyone. Cool. Uh, and uh, let me go ahead and give our information. First, John, how can they find you? Sure, you can find me on Facebook, John Thurmond. Twitter, John underscore Thurmond. And uh, again, as the talent liaison for Virginia Comic Con, Mr. Wade is going to be a guest at the October show. Uh, you can find out more information either on the Facebook page or at vacomiccon.com. Very cool. Well, you can find uh, Star Joe's. It's uh, at starjoes.com. And uh, you can f- that's where you can find every single episode we've ever done. And uh, you can download them or play them right from the website, which is always cool. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Please leave us a review. Remember, we do have that contest going on right now till the end of March, where if you leave a iTunes review or have left an iTunes review in the past, just email us, and the email address is starjoespodcast at gmail.com. If you email us letting us know that you just left a review or had left a review in the past and let us know which review it was, whether you want to tell us the date it happened or what it actually said, um, you will be entered into the contest. And what can they possibly win, John? Well, it's going to be a bunch of funny book goodness. And it will probably, you know, it's going to definitely include a GI Joe trade and several of the books we've talked about on the show. Uh, one thing to to do clarify and question did come up on the Facebook page. This is for, uh, uh, I guess, U.S. and maybe Canadian listeners only. Uh, unfortunately, internationally, since we fund the shipping and all, it can get a, a little pricey. Yeah. And so we will be doing a, a contest later this year for the international listeners. But uh, afraid this go around it, we didn't we didn't necessarily plan for that. It's a great question. We appreciate the support. Unfortunately, we can't even see the international reviews. So if you can send them to us at Star Joe's uh, podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to read them. So. Yeah. And that, that was, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause yeah, if, if there's reviews in another country, uh, we would love to still be able to read them on the show. So if you've left us a review and you're outside the U S um, and wondered why we've never read your review on the show, that's why, cause we can't see them. Uh, so we would love to read it on the show. So send, send us, uh, the review through that email address of star podcast at gmail.com. And, we will happily read it on the air. Um, you can also leave us a voicemail message. It's 440-941-JOES. It's 440-941-J-O-E-S. And uh, you can leave a voicemail, and we will play it on the air and respond to it. Let's see, you can also find us on Stitcher Radio. Uh, it's a free app for your mobile devices. You can make Star Joe's one of your favorites on there. There's also the Podbean uh, app, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Uh, that is an app that's tied right to the website that's uh, that we have our show on, and you can download episodes that way as well and listen to them right from that app as well. So lots of different ways to f- find the Star Joe's episodes and to follow Star Joe's. And speaking of following, you could follow us on Twitter. It's at Star Joe's Podcast. And uh, on Facebook, we have both a fan page and a group page. The fan page is where I kind of update 
a lot of uh, news stuff related to the show, uh, whether it be movie news or comic book news or, or whatever. Um, and then the group page is where everyone gets to just be part of a community, which has been pretty awesome. I think I post maybe, uh, I have to, I don't have to, I post maybe one or two things a day, if that, because it's really almost everyone else posting stuff that makes the community awesome and keeps it going. And, um, sometimes it's tough for me to even keep up with how much stuff is being posted. It's so much fun. So, uh, so all you have to do with the group page, if you're on Facebook, you just find, uh, just type in star Joe's, you'll find the fan page and the group page. You do submit a request to be uh, part of the, the group page. Uh, I approve every single one that comes through unless we find out your spam. Then I go ahead and delete you out of the group. Um, <laughs> but that's only happened a couple times. And thank you very much for those in the community that make me aware when a spam, uh, a spam bot has also gotten into the community. Um, but I absolutely love the community. Everyone's very interactive, gives their opinions, uh, but no one has been abusive or, or anything like that. So it's just, a, it's just a great community. So uh, please join up with us on Facebook. Uh, I think, did I hit everything there, John, that you can, I think up? we did. And okay. if we did, if we didn't, it'll be next time. And right. <laughs> slgallant.com like every time. Yes. And Robert Atkins art.com, I believe is what it is for Robert. So well, Robert Atkins art everywhere. Yes. Um, all right. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and close the show by saying the force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. collection each sold separately. Large-sized Darth Vader with his lightsaber. Princess Leia, champion of the rebel cause, with her defender Luke Skywalker. You can swing him into action on his grappling hook. And load Chewbacca's laser crossbow. Star Wars large-sized action figures. Up to 15 inches tall and ready for action. Large-sized Darth Vader, Chewbacca, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia each sold separately from Kenner. <laughs>